Secret Invasion on Disney Plus. Hi, I'm Obi, that's Ed, and we are drinking from the Garden Hose, your favorite podcast. Guess wherever you get the podcast that you like, like us, subscribe, reach out to us on our Twitter, our Facebook, individually. We love to hear your feedback. It gives us wonderful things to talk about. And like for this episode, where I literally had to go uh, request feedback from some people to get ready for this. Ed, how are you? Well, I'm a little bit shot out of a cannon. Uh, not going to lie, we're taping late on a night before I took a day off from work. So, you know, I'm having a good time. And uh, I've got to tell you one other thing before we get into your little thing that you want to do with the feedback. Delivery windows, OB, have really got me pissed off. I'm getting delivery tomorrow. All week, they told me the delivery window was between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., oh, which, good. Is, which, is, which is ridiculous. But but they said, don't worry, we'll call you the night before to narrow that delivery window down. So they called tonight, and the delivery window is between 4 and 8. Now, how does it go from 7 to 7 to 4 to 8? That's not even in the original window. That's some BS. Uh, that is definitely uh, bullshit. I can't disagree with you there uh, because they didn't want to tell you eight to eight. So you're thinking, you're hoping they mean four to seven, but now they're giving themselves a little extra uh, leeway because they. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. It's a Friday that this shit is getting delivered, right? Right. Do, do you think. I want to deal with delivery guys at 7.30 on a Friday night. Do you think they want to deal with you? No, that's my point. Like, I don't want to deal with their attitudes. Like, they're, like, listen, if you listen to me and you're a delivery guy, I'm sorry. I'm about to offend your ass. But if you're delivering shit at 7.30 on a Friday night, man, you are, you are in the category of people I consider to be miserable at work. And you're going to be miserable and you're not going to give a shit that you're putting on a good face for the company. <laughs> and I'm going to have to deal with that crap. I I, don't, I think that they would, I think every delivery person who just heard you respects you. Now, they're not offended. Like, unless this asshole knows, right? It's not your fault that I'm showing up at your house at 7.30 after working in my ass all day and lifting heavy shit out of my truck. But I'm here and I'm not happy. And so, yeah, I think that's... Uh, I mean, should I have should I have cookies out for these guys? Wait, wait. I'm gonna have a couple beers. I'm gonna have a couple beers, and I'm gonna tell them like, right here's the beers, and they're cold. Here's the deal: you put this shit in right without any gruff, you get the beers. If not, no beers, and I'm not gonna give you a ten. You're gonna circle the little receipt, tell me to give you a ten on the survey, and you're not getting a ten, and you're not getting beers. Well, I, that that might be an effective uh, carrot and stick. Look, I. This is funny because today, so I took off basically from Friday afternoon through yesterday for for the holiday weekend. And one of my coworkers calls me up today and he says, so listen, at 4.45 on Friday, our boss calls me with this thing he says needs to get done today. He's like, and I had had no knowledge of it. 
fell out of the sky. He's like, so what do you do? How, what do you say then? When, when your boss says that, I'm like, listen, I backed him up 100%. I'm like, you hope that one of the other people you have to contact has already left and you could just say it's dead in the water. But bottom line, what do you say? You're diplomatic. <laughs> you have to be diplomatic. To, I don't know how you are diplomatic, dude, but I would find a way to politely be like, eh, let's do it. Wait a sec. Wait, 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 wait. You are giving somebody advice that if their boss calls them and asks them to do something. I shared boss. I shared boss. And asks you to do something, the response is, eh, can't do it. No, that's not the response. The response is, be diplomatic. Yeah. You know what diplomatic is when your boss asks you to do something? Thank you, sir. Can I have another task? Um... I, I, you know, no, no. Yeah, we're gonna you've go been ahead. hanging out. You've been hanging out with millennials too often. These freaking Ooh. millennials are polluting your brain. Maybe, maybe because uh, I, I, given and maybe other work environments, it would make more. It, I, I could see that, but in the particular environment that this gentleman and I work in, uh, four forty-five on a Friday to do the task that was given is no, no. No, it can't you, be done. You sound like my kids that say sh no to me when I ask them to clean their room. Well, no, it's the, the, this is the this is the we talk about this all the time. This is the society that we have going on here that people think they can say no. You can't say no to your parents and you can't say no to your boss. Well, I, he, I don't care, Obi. You can't say no. Well, and I suggest that you embrace the no. And the next time your boss calls you at 445 on a Friday before a holiday weekend, you find a way to be diplomatic. Obi, you're forgetting one really important piece of information here. Yeah. Yes, I do have a boss. <laughs> right. But I'm a boss to a lot more people than our bosses to me, if you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I'm... I'm not a fan of saying no to the boss because no one says no to me, if you know what I'm saying. I, 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 well, you know, th this was a definitively unreasonable uh, request that was put on my coworker. And he was fortunate that um, he didn't even have access to do what was being asked to do. So Obi, I'll go one step further, and I don't. And I, I'm going to ask you a question. You should plead the fifth on this because you could get fired over this question. So plead the fifth, and this question is really for your code worker. Why do you work for someone who's going to ask an unreasonable request at 4:45 on a holiday weekend? I plead the fifth. I know. I said to plead the fifth. Um, <laughs> it's a rhetorical question. It's a, a rhetorical question. Yeah. As a boss, as a boss that you should not say no to. I'm telling you this right now, Obi. You should not say no to me. It's not going to sit well. But I also am smart enough and self-aware enough. I would never ask an unreasonable task at 445 on a holiday weekend. Matter of fact, let's face it. 445 on a holiday weekend. I'm already half in the bag. See, so you have answered. See, you have answered the question there a little bit. People don't say no to you at 4.45 on Friday on holiday weekend because you are not asking the question. I'm not asking the question. Right. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So I, I think that part of this is if you have a boss who's going to ask you a question at that time, 
Get a new boss. Seriously, get a new boss. And I know you can't say that. And you would never. Actually, you love working for the guy. I get it. But this yeah, other guy. He, he wouldn't ask me that question. He wouldn't have asked me to do that. <laughs> well, because he knows you've got millennial kids and you learn from them. You're going to say, stick it up your ass. I would have been diplomatic. I also would have realized upon looking at the request instantaneously that I did not have access to do it. But that, that's a, another scenario. So we've now covered bosses and millennials and for the task ahead- I, I just love i love the fact that you planned two weeks for tonight's episode and i just took us right off course but i, I did it. it here's where it's gonna get great so we've discussed uh trying to figure out a song that was better than and i'm not even sure which one of the big three we settled on Oh, no, what do you mean? We, we settled on it. We settled on Sweet Child of Mine. Okay, I'm going to say, first of all, it didn't even matter. Because whether it was Sweet Child of Mine, Welcome to the Jungle, or Paradise City, this task that I set myself off on was going to be difficult. Uh, I took, you know, it took one of the top 50 songs from the generation that you and I grew up in and lived in and were wholeheartedly involved in. said, let me find a song in 2010 or later that's better than this so i set off and i went to my two children and i said hey guys here's the task at hand i didn't even go to just 2010 i mean they knew i was looking for 2010 in your lifetimes and between the two of them none of them gave me any song they would confidently say they thought was better than any of the big three songs on Appetite for Destruction. So we picked a really hard, ridiculous bar. Well, that's interesting, because if you were to ask my daughters, they could probably give you all of Taylor Swift's songs, all of Olivia Rodrigo's songs, all of Ed Sheeran's songs, because quite frankly, they think my music sucks. And, and that is fair. So, But I, I was not deterred. I mean, I got a list of music from them. I, I looked on every best of the decades list for the 2010s uh, for, you know, to try to dig in. And the one thing I'm going to say to start off with is I was looking for music to compare specifically with the genre that I, you have made it obvious you are most into. And I will just say I was highly impressed with the offerings that were there. I'm not going to say that I think anything topped those songs. I, and I know it's, it's ridiculous for me to even think I could have found something because, again, what that album was to uh, people of our generation and specifically the two or three years you know, of our generation that we represent. Like, that was just, you're coming out of high school, going into college, just this, this album drops and you're just like, oh, okay. Glam, head, glam metal's a little over. We're going a little more hard rock and, let, and it's just a thing. So um, that was my takeaway. So I don't know if you did any research on this at all or not. But of course you, not, because I'm in Team Guns N' Roses, so I'm not trying to like make myself look bad here, Obi. You, were, you didn't want to accidentally uh, discover some songs that you may, may like and want to add to your um, your... Your cue, your music cue, as I think the, the kids might call it. Is well, that what... listen, it might be in my music cue, but it's after Guns N' Roses. Let's just put it that way. Okay. So that is fair. 
But like, I just want to give some bands that uh, some props that I mean, I know you and I talked about Fallout Boy off the air and, and Gorillas. I think we talked about, but Paramore. Somebody gave me some stuff. Uh, I'm, and right now I'm like, you know, I'm just focusing on some of the more uh, Lincoln Park was in there. Cage the Elephant. Uh, just some good stuff. I, 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 but there was one song post 2010 that I think not better, but did qualify to me as the best cover I've ever heard. So I'm going to start with that. Do you, uh, you know, what is out there post 2010 that is good? Because like you said, your daughters could drop Taylor. So I could not believe how many Taylor Swift songs I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish I didn't know them either. Man, just like shocked, like, oh my goodness, I know a lot of Taylor Swift. You know, the other day I was listening to Karma by Taylor Swift, and there's a line in there, Karma is my boyfriend. I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? Like, that's not what karma is, or is she not happy with her boy? Like, what the hell does that mean? And my daughter's like, I don't know, just listen to the song, it's good. I'm like, no, it's not good. Okay. Uh, I, I found that there was a lot of, I mean, plenty of Beyonce I ended up listening to as well. Okay. Um, Pitbull turns out. Oh, by the way, Pitbull's awesome. But, just not just not as good as Gunner right. Roses. And a lot of Pitbull's biggest stuff was pre-2010. That was the other thing I found. There was a lot of stuff that was pre-2010. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm a little disgruntled that I don't really have a good way to go with this episode. Well, I'll tell you something. Wait, wait. I'm going to let you in on a little secret, though. Pitbull has a new song out that samples House of Pain Jump Around. Jump up, jump up. Yeah, 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 but see, so when you you are an artist in the 2020s or 2010s, and you're smart enough to sample a song from the 90s, it gets you like instant, like, holy shit, that old guy likes his song all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's a key. Like, if you want to beat the Guns N' Roses, you better sample a 90s song or an 80s song to even get you close. I'm just saying. Yes. Oh, Billie Eilish. I didn't know how much Billie Eilish I knew. Yeah, she's talented. No doubt. Not yeah. as good. No, not, not as, as good. good. And you know your boy, your boy Ed Sheeran. He he's got a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of people. But by, by the way, I should explain to everybody on this podcast because you heard how I didn't want to go to the concert, was regretting it, then went to it and thought it was a great show. I then went and watched the Disney Plus documentary four episode series on Ed Sheeran, and asked my daughter who went to the concert with me. Goes. Damn, you're really into him, aren't you? <laughs> so I know everything about Ed Sheeran. I know how he does it. I think, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm yeah. like a big, big Ed Sheeran guy, but not better than Guns N' Roses. Yeah, no, I mean, that, this is the problem. Nothing was going to uh, to surpass GNR. But like I, I said, uh, I I just, uh, when it comes to, the other thing is it was I expected when I was going to go through these list of the 2010s it to be just heavy hip-hop rap and it wasn't nearly as much hip-hop rap as i was expecting you know kanye was there a little bit but even his stuff wasn't monster like just 
rap, 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 rap. Eminem had already sort of come out of his prime. So it was really just, uh, unfortunately, you didn't do any research, so I can't talk about some of the decent stuff I found. That, again, is not bad. Oh, no. Listen, I'm sure I know the songs. Talk about them. I'm just saying I didn't go out to try to prove myself wrong. Okay, Why would so, you do that? That I wouldn't, just like I wouldn't ask you to do some menial task at 445 on a holiday weekend, I'm not going to prove myself wrong. Well, okay. So, I mean, I did tell you one of my all-time favorite songs. It's from that era. That's Uptown Funk, which you told me was not your favorite Bruno Mars song. No. No. So what's your favorite Bruno Mars song? Well, my favorite Bruno, that's a great question. I, I can't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I have a favorite, but, you know, the grenade, you know, he falls on a grenade. I like that I one. I fall on a grenade for you. That, yeah, yes. well, because it's got the Vietnam tones to it, even though that's not what he's trying to do. But I just, you know, that's what I think. And then, of course, um, Locked Out of Heaven. I like that one. That's a good one. You know, so that's good. He's, you know, he's a short guy, though. Can't really get into that. that my. That's- my rock star's got to be 5'5 five, five or taller, at least. Do you like Prince? All right. So I will <laughs> tell you. I don't think I, Prince is 5'2. So, <laughs> he might not. Listen, Prince, I think, listen, Prince is known as a great musician. And I bet if I went to his show, I would think he was better than Ed Sheeran, right? <laughs> I, know, I know I'm getting feedback on that line. But, but, I think the two greatest Prince songs of all time are When Doves Cry and Let's Go Crazy, without a doubt. I mean, I know other people love the others. Listen, when I was a little teenager, I loved that Darling Nikki song because, you know, right. said some stuff in there that I giggled about. But at the end of the day, his best songs are Let's Go Crazy and When Doves Cry. But that's what I think of Prince. And you think he's only 5'2"? All right. Yeah. So he's my exception. He's the only rock star. I, that I don't know how close. short he is, but uh, he is short. He always wore high heels. That's for sure. Yeah. I, uh, so I, I, yes, I, I, I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a few times, but the last time I went, I'm walking through the area, and you come around this turn, and there is this giant, huge, blouse and, um, uh, bell bottoms, and it looks like a Prince outfit. And the first thing you do is you go, that's that's too big for Prince, and then. You realize it's Jimi Hendrix, and that is, and that's when you really can realize. It's, it's so funny. I was about to say, was it Hendrix? <laughs> it was totally. I was like, but it was like obviously just too tall for Prince because I know Prince is a tiny, a tiny guy. I don't know again how small. All right, another song song that I thought was just fantastic from this era um, is "Rolling in the Deep" by Adele. That song is a a true great from that from this era, and I could see you don't not a song of yours. Okay, I can appreciate the song, Obi, but the problem, you know, I think part of the problem is genres, right? That there's, you know, that doesn't fit with a Guns N' Roses genre. Um, So I can't, I can't put, they're not in the same category. So it's not even a competition. And and by the way, so music for me, music for me, it's about a feeling. It's about an energy, a feeling with energy. The, rolling in the deep is a feeling, maybe, but there's no energy there. We we got to go Guns N' Roses. Still. See that? See, and now that is where I differ on you. I think there's a lot of energy in that song. Um, so is, when you hear that, you want to get up and move around. That particular Dell song, yes, yeah. Oh wow, oh, yeah. 
So we should have a video episode one time of you dancing to Adele's Rolling in the Deep because I want to see that. Because I, I call bullshit. There's no way you're dancing to that song. Okay, I, I call bullshit saying that you're not. I mean, it is. It is. Oh, I'm not dancing to Adele. And I'm going to tell you, to, I can, I can, I'll dance to The Sweet Child of Mine. Okay. Just like Axel did in the video. That's right. You can't see Ovi right now, but you got to move side to side. Okay. So then uh, I, I think if we're going to stick with uh, your uh, more of the rock songs. Well, you can give me your songs. That's fine. I'm okay. just going to. All right. You're just going to insult my musical taste. I don't care. Uh, well, it could be also other people's that give you the feedback. Yes. Yes, this is true. We know it's not your kids because your kids know that Guns N' Roses is better than any song after 2010. Again, my kids did give me a whole bunch of songs uh, to consider. Um, and some of them were very good. And some of them I had never heard of. And then there was one, there was actually, and then they got music from a friend. One of their friends gave them music. And let me see if I can find this list here because there was a song in here. Well, for a uh, Chop Suey by System of a Down. That's one I would imagine you enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not the. It, no, that's kind of like a hack song, you know. Okay. So I mean, that, listen, it was popular because of the genre at the time, and there's nothing else out. But that doesn't stand the test of time. Okay. Now, I this, mean, listen. Here's something you got to understand about the test of time. Has Carrie Underwood? covered the song she's covered sweet child of mine carrie underwood there you okay. go okay should we should we talk about carrie underwood's songs well that's not my genre either but cheryl crow has also covered sweet child of mine so think about that like chop suey nobody covered that shit yes on the other hand it's only 15 years old really good songs get and, covered right away yeah yeah and sometimes uh with it sometimes really bad songs get covered and become monster hits uh right away hey and listen one of the their cover but one of my one of my favorite songs of all time all along the watchtower by Jimi hendrix was not that old when he covered it from bob dylan no and huge huge upgrade huge upgrade yes so speaking of covers Sound of Silence by Disturbed. All right. Great song. Great song. Not better, but great song. That, there's no doubt. I So I'm sitting here thinking, because you said covers. So you're going to, in our audience has no idea what we're talking about right now. They know the Simon and Garfunkel probably, but they didn't know that Disturbed, the heavy metal band, did Sound of Silence. Great job. I'll tell you something else. Stone Sour also a heavy heavy rock band they did a cover of gimme shelter really good see so i think if you cover a classic put you up there but the problem is it's a classic that you covered so it's not original it's I, tough to get I, in there still yes. a great song it's tough to get in there as an original though i i agree so yes when disturbed by the way, the first time I heard Disturbed's version of uh, Sound of Silence, it, and it's, it, you know, when we talk about covers, there's a constant debate. I don't know if it's a constant debate, 
But for me, if you cover the song and it sounds exactly like the original, like uh, th that band just did with Toto's uh, Africa. <laughs> Weezer. That was Weezer, by the way. We yeah, we Weezer. Weezer. I go, eh, like, okay, I didn't come to, to, to pay for a wedding band. Like, I mean, if it's a wedding, great, but it's not a wedding. So when you cover a song, you have to find something in it that the original person didn't put in it. And the anger that Disturbed found in Sound of Silence is an anger I, I think has always been there. I've always known it's there. I've always been embarrassed when Simon and Garfunkel's Sound of Silence comes on and I blasted it because I loved it so much. And I, I was like, this, this is how it should have. Like the first time I heard that, it was a, this is how it should have been the first time. Uh, it was just one of the great... Uh, I know you're not a, it's a great cover as far as I'm concerned. Well, it's not one of the best covers. Oh, listen, I think there's a lot of good covers out there, like, especially on rock songs. Like, so if you think about like, uh, one of my favorite songs of all time, just because of the mood and, and just because of what I was hanging out with at the time when we first heard the song was, um, Can't Find My Way Home by Blind Faith, right? So Eric Clapton and Steve Woodward, great, Winwoods, great song, right? And House of Lords, who, I don't know what the hell they've done other than cover that song. Can't find my way home with like a little rock version. I think again, they did it different. Like, cause blind faith did it very acoustical, very melancholy, not even melancholy, but very laid back house of Lords put some rock into it. I thought that was great. So they're, they're out there. Those covers are out there and they're uh, non point does a great cover of in the air tonight by Phil mm, Collins, yes. right? Phil Collins, one of the great songs of the eighties. I mean, what kid didn't, well, at least I did. What kid didn't, because we all had those stereos with the equalizers on it and the lights yeah, flashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kid didn't freaking blast that song and just get off on the freaking lights going all red when the drums kicked in, right? Right, And right. then you're wondering if you just blew your parents' speakers out or not, right? Like, um, But then Nonpoint does another version of that, a, a rock version of that. So um, there's even... Um, uh, version of uh, uh, it, it might even be disturbed. Does um, Genesis is uh, Land of Confusion? I think it is disturbed. They do Land of Confusion as well. So, rock. So, I agree with you. If you're gonna do a cover, Guns N' Roses did a cover of Sympathy, Sympathy for the Devil of uh, Rolling Stones, but that was back in the 90s. But the thing is, if you do a rock version of a, a little slower song, like you you speed it up, you do something, I, I love the covers of that. Listen, we're devolving, devolving into covers, but one of the greatest covers of all time, besides Jimi Hendrix, All Along the Watchtower, which I think is probably the greatest cover, is uh, Man for Man's Earth Band, when they covered Blinded by the Light, which was originally done by Springsteen, two different songs, two different songs. Like, that's the mark of a great cover. So I'm glad I'm glad we agree on that, uh, about what makes a great cover. If you if you just do the wedding band version. You're a wedding band. That's what you are. Yeah, right. So, you know, what? even if you don't like the twist, I prefer a twist. Like I'm like, oh, okay, you know, sound like you doing somebody else's song. Don't sound like somebody else doing that that song. So, with that in mind, I'm going to drop this uh, 
subject. Wait, one last thing now. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, wait, one last thing just to put a bow on this music because it sounds like we're getting off music. Just a bow. You brought up the short guy Prince before. Yes. Another cover, not rock cover. I'm not even going to say this is a great song, whatever. But Nothing Compares to You, right? By Sinead O'Connor was a cover of a Prince song. Yes. Yes. That song was actually, if you think about how good Sinead O'Connor's cover was, people didn't even know Prince sang that song first. I mean, that, I don't want to say that can be a whole episode because there are people who are more qualified to do those things, you know, talk about songs that you didn't know were covers. I mean, I see it all the time on the various uh, streaming short video apps I have that are just like really like the guy, the, the person who made the song big and the person who recorded it initially, you're like, how, how, how did that happen? Uh, I know there are some people who do not know that Smooth Criminal is a cover. That the Alien Ant version of Smooth Criminal is a cover of Michael Jackson. Wait, wait, they think that's the original? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, How do you I, not know Michael Jackson? That was a big song when Michael Jackson did it. It was a big song when Michael Jackson did it. But by the we, way, how did we how did we miss that cover? Because that was a good cover. Because it was different than the original. Uh, because I was holding back, waiting to get to it. There's another one too. What about the Atari's "Boys of Summer"? They remade that the Don Henley "Boys of Summer" song. Right. The Atari's. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, now we're going too deep. We're bringing out the yeah, Ataris. Yeah, yeah, we're bringing out the Ataris, which if you look at it, it looks like fireworks, the symbol. Oh. Upside down. So I, I have a, a bone to pick with the uh, the world about the 4th of July. I can't wait to hear it because I probably agree with you. you. You probably don't. So I know that you, I think we ha- had this discussion last year and it did, the world hasn't changed. I know that in... In general, you're not a fan of fireworks, but you make the exception for the 4th of July. And Yeah, I changed. By the way, that changed this year. I was pissed off on the 4th of July. <laughs> okay. No exceptions. No exceptions. See, and no. I'm going to wait. Like, this is the 4th of July. The, the number of people posting starting on, like, June 30th about... Their dogs and the Fourth of July. I get oh, it. I oh, 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 oh! Now I, I'm now I'm gonna fight you. Let's I'm not, where you're going. I'm not launching fireworks in New Jersey. We can't legally. I mean, I'll get the ones that go pop, pop, pop. They're not scaring anybody. By the way, you or legally the, can't in Connecticut, but trust me, it's I, like I, I felt like I was in Beirut once again this year. So when it comes to fireworks, I want everyone to, to understand. I am for the. Where I've grown up and how I've lived, I am for the town show in every town, like going off. And I'm sorry, your dog is going to be affected. But when people were like going, don't go to fireworks, instead buy food for a dog shelter, that that was the line too far for me. Whoa, wait a second, Obi. I think you might not have been reading those posts correctly. I think you might have been speed scrolling to try to find songs better than Guns N' Roses. Because I do, I saw all those posts as well. I don't think those posts said don't go to the town fireworks and donate money to the food, to dog shelter. I think it said don't fire them off in your driveway, asshole. Give them money 
to the dog shelter. Well, so it didn't say either of those clearly. Oh, that's how I read it. And you, who don't want people firing them off in your their driveway because that's what you experience where you live. Obviously. Beirut. I live in Beirut, Lebanon from about June 23rd. Uh, and they were going off tonight. So apparently till past July 7th or 8th. I don't know when I when I move out of Lebanon. I'm not really sure. And I, on the other hand, on the 3rd, heard some uh, a display that was definitely not somebody's house. And then on the 4th, I heard a few displays that, again, were definitely not somebody's house. So I live in a different environment. So when I see that post, I'm like, what, what do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? So, so, Obi, town fireworks are perfectly fine. They're controlled. They're professional. They're typically isolated for fire safety reasons and not setting your house on. All that's good stuff. Not blowing a finger off. Whatever. But I'm telling you, the dog thing, listen, the firework, listen, if I live, first of all, if I live next to where the town set fireworks off, that's my own problem. Like, they were setting fireworks off there probably before I lived there, right? But when the asshole down the street decides he's going to, like, impress his buddies, that's the problem. I was laying in bed on 4th of July, and I thought it was a thunderstorm outside with all the light shining through my window. So then, but I kid you not, this, I kid you not, I, I went out and walked the dog the next day and I was expecting to find shrapnel everywhere, right? And I didn't, I didn't find shrapnel anywhere. I'm like, that's really odd because my window was bright white. I can't believe like, it's not like right next door. Apparently I walked down the wrong street because today I walked down the street I make a turn, and all of a sudden, I see this pickup truck. I, I, and I'm not even exaggerating. And I know everyone accuses me of, you know, why, why not exaggerate? Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. But this God's honest truth. There's a pickup truck, a full body pickup truck, and I'm walking by it, and I just glance over. And I'm like, wait, wait, whoa! I glance again. The whole pickup body, the whole back, was filled with firework debris and i'm talking like mortar like i'm like big ass tubes in the back of this truck and i'm thinking two things to myself these are the motherfuckers that were lighting up the sky and two when the cops tell me they can never find the people shooting off the fireworks this dude was parked out in front of his house two days later with all of the evidence, and the cops can't find him? Well, he's not looking very hard. Clearly not. That's my point. Oh, we can't find him. It's like a Laurel and Hardy episode. I can't find him because you're looking around at each other. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this dude's whole bed was, like, think about that. And I think it's impressive that he decided to launch fireworks with uh, was it an electric truck? No. Well, it's funny that you said electric truck because it was this pickup truck was parked right in front of an electric company van, <laughs> like three phases electric company, and then the pickup truck. I don't think the pickup truck was related, but they might live in the same household. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. 
Two days later, all the evidence right out in plain sight. And 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 I thought to take a picture and I didn't, but I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that truck is still going to be there tomorrow and I'm going to get a picture of it. Not, not the license plate. I'm not, not looking to get this guy thrown in jail. I just think it's hilarious that they put all the garbage. Hey, they're good Samaritans. They cleaned up their own garbage, but instead of putting it in garbage bags, they put it in the back of the truck. Oh, I was thinking they launched it from the back of the truck. Oh, not the way this was situated. <laughs> no, okay. Oh, no, no. We're talking the whole truck filled up to the top, like it was just all thrown in there. Like we're talking cubic yards of firework okay. debris. Maybe this person is a good Samaritan and was picking up everybody else's trash. Uh, then they're an idiot because you should get your ass to the dump. By the way, I don't believe that because just so you know, there was debris all over the ground around it, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. They, they that's, where the, that's where the shrapnel was, right? The shrapnel was on the ground. Right. All the tubes were in the truck. Okay. Okay. All right. I want pictures just because I think it's funny. So here's the deal, though. For everybody out there who agrees, for everyone out there who doesn't agree with me and thinks, who cares, your dog doesn't mind fireworks, so screw everyone else's dog, whatever. Good for you. But if you have a dog like mine that hates fireworks, we did find a solution this year, Obi. Yeah. Uh, we put the Alexa on classical music, very loud, and the dog laid right next to the speaker and was fine. Okay. So the dog deafened itself. We deafened the dog, yes. Okay. With, with shitty music. <laughs> well, but, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Now, is this something you heard works? So you tried it? Yes. Or... Oh, okay. yes. Because in all those posts that you thought were talking about the town fireworks and donating to a animal shelter, I read those posts and it talked about what you can do to help comfort your dog. And you, you got to make a nice, quiet spot in your house with some music that drowns out the fireworks. So, yes. Okay. All right. Well, now I know that those posts are not directed at the town fireworks. No. And if they are, those people got to get a life. Okay. Because I was, you know, I mean, maybe it's because I live in a different, and, you know, with the, I live in a community where fireworks, like, I and I know you live in a community that's not that way, where just fireworks are not, uh, you know, I, I people have the ground fireworks, and those are not loud. They are pep, no, pep, pep, no, pep. it's not loud. Trust me. This, by the way, this pickup truck had better fireworks in the back of that truck than your town probably had. I'm telling you, I'm not joking. This was like Macy's freaking fireworks caliber in the back of this this pickup truck. I should have taken a picture. I'm looking forward for the picture because if you get the picture, people will now know what the picture that was tied to this pick link. Was. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. I I hope I'm going to be so disappointed when I walk the dog tomorrow morning if that truck's not there. So disappointed. We're going to be heartbroken. We're all going to know. And we, you know, once again, not letting the truth get in the way of a good story. That's right. And if I don't get the picture, you guys are all going to think I'm a, a liar. No, no, we're not going to think you're a liar. We're going to think. Uh, I'm exaggerating. That's what I get told. We think you suck because the charm is that we suck. I'm Obi. That's Ed. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you again in two weeks.